0: Crypto targets Africa as its new frontier and the Doge killers. I'm Ryan, that's Brian, and these are your investment headlines from the last seven days. Or rather, the last 14 days, because we were lazy last week. (laughs) Headline number one. Crypto targets Africa as its new frontier. So this is kind of a big deal, and uh, it was kind of... This news was received kind of with, uh, you know, uh, mixed results here. So Cardano finally announces that they have some big partnerships in place with two different countries in Africa, one of which is Ethiopia, where it has partnered with Ethiopia to provide 5 million students this kind of digital identity solution. And so the idea is that they're going to be using blockchain or Cardano specifically um, we talked about Cardano in the past, one of the quote-unquote Ethereum killers. But Cardano, Cardano will, be, will be providing this digital identity where people, the students in Ethiopia, can have their identities tied to the blockchain. And so as they grow up and as they prepare for future careers, their contributions um, in academia can be tied to their identity, and they can use their identity in different ways to interact with Um, different companies and such the idea is to help hopefully uh, provide these students with a better future um, with this digital identity solution. Um, And then also in Tanzania, they partnered with Tanzania to provide a hundred thousand people with access to the internet, as well as identities options like in Ethiopia and uh, finance options like with DeFi. And Mm. so, all this is really big news for Cardano, um, really big breakthrough. The, the problem is Cardano still <laughs> really isn't uh, fully functional yet um, as, a, as a blockchain, but they have some big partnerships in place. And so once they're actually able to do smart contracts, which I think is officially officially happening in August or something, I don't know. Their, their dates are kind of all over the place. But once they're able to do smart contracts, uh, it sounds like they have a pretty good... Um, partnerships lined up. So it's, 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 I think it's one of the biggest partnerships that have been announced in the crypto space, as far as I'm aware.
1: So Cardano is the one that doesn't even actually have the smart contracts? Correct. Is that the one? It's
0: the oh, one that's I mean. been developing basically since the time of e- Ethereum. Uh, if you remember, Charles Hoskinson is the founder. He left Ethereum to found his own Uh, Cardano and then they've just spent the last six years fiddling around with something. I mean, they've been doing stuff but they they just haven't been able to actually deploy smart contracts yet. And that's the whole point of their blockchain is to provide smart contracts. But the idea what they're saying is that they have done all the research, all the groundwork that they need so that they'll be able to hit the ground running as soon as those smart contracts are live.
1: Interesting. So it sounds like they're more focused on like the business side versus the actual technology side.
0: Absolutely, and if you remember, that's actually why Charles left Ethereum, was because Ethereum was posturing itself like a greater good blockchain, whereas Charles thought that um, these smart contracts should be used as a biz- business, and that's actually why he left Ethereum because it wasn't uh, it was a non-profit and he didn't want Ethereum to be a profit. And so they are addressing it definitely from the perspective of a company who's who's um, trying to expand into Africa. And I think it's a great idea. I mean, Africa has the perfect infrastructure currently, which is largely not a, a, very, a very strong infrastructure. Um, and and so it's perfect for something like crypto to just come in and build an infrastructure from the ground up. Like yeah. These digital identity kind of solutions. Clean slate. Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, you know, the government, um, these governments are there, I'm, I'm sure, are more than willing to let these companies come in to provide their citizens with access to the internet. This is something that, you know, most um, companies, internet companies wouldn't do because it's not profitable to be building out cell towers in the Saharan desert, you know, and in Africa. Mm. But if you're utilizing this kind of um, this decentralized economy, where anybody can run their own node and then provide uh, internet access, 5G access to their neighbors and to their communities. You get this kind of decentralized effect happening uh, and then it's, it's, it's more profitable for them to be a part of that. So it really is an interesting way of tackling this issue of getting people like in, you know, in Africa connected to uh, the internet. And with that comes decentralized finance a whole uh, whole new world of opportunities that they don't have currently.
1: I'm looking at a chart now. It looks like it's Cardano's like up like seventeen hundred percent or something like that in the last year.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. I, or even more. Granted, though, most crypto was like that. I mean, Ethereum's up <laughs> like two thousand percent. I mean, that's. They're all up I guess a, that's a lot, true. yeah, yeah. But Good point. but yeah, it, it, but specifically in the last month or so, it's had a nice month since this news came out. Um, last couple weeks, I guess. Yeah, I was um, gonna say
1: just even though, since the beginning of the year, it's up like eight hundred percent or something. Like
0: that. Yeah, yeah, and that's because so let let me tell you why. Is around January, Charles Hoskinson has been teasing on his Twitter account. He's been tweeting about birds. Just sending birds. these cryptic tweets about birds. And everyone's like, "What? what is his obsession with birds? And so um, he started in January, end of January. He says, "A little," he tweeted out, a little bird landed on my shoulder and told me that February is going to be a really good month. Bird gossip is generally reliable. And, <laughs> and then in February, you know, uh, we're all waiting for big news from Cardano. What's he going to announce? Oh, um, so much hype here. And then he tweets a picture of him holding a bird in February. And he says, don't mess with my birds. And everyone's like, what, what is this guy? And then there's no there's no big announcement in February. Everyone's like, okay. March comes along. He tweets again about a bird. Some random bird from Africa. And he has a picture attached of this African bird. And And people start to speculate, oh, is there some kind of deal happening with Africa. And there starts to be these rumors and these leaks of, you know, Cardano working with African countries to get this huge deal. Um, But still, no announcement in March. No (laughs) We're waiting months. And and, and he made it sound like this thing was going to happen in February. This is typical Cardano stuff. And this is why smart contracts still haven't really arrived to that blockchain. It's because they've been saying for years, oh, we'll have smart contracts soon enough and then we'll be good. And they keep... Pushing back these deadlines and pushing—I mean, it just drags on. So, uh, so then in April, he uh, sends out again another tweet again with a bird, and this time again it's it's an African bird. And so he starts honing in. These birds represent uh, the African country. I think of specifically Ethiopia. Uh, it's a it's a Ethiopian bird, and I think is Ethiopia's flag has a bird on it. uh Nope, not Ethiopia's flag. Anyway, he, he there's just some kind of obscure tie of birds to um, Ethiopia. And uh, I don't know. It's is it, Charles it, for you. Does it pump every time he uh, posts
1: a Twitter picture of a bird?
0: Yeah, at least at the beginning it was. Uh, and then I think in April it didn't really pump too much because people are like, he's still tweeting these birds and we have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> like, is this even a thing? Is he even teasing a, a deal or is he just, you know, whatever? Um, but in April, along with the bird, he did he did tweet a picture of John Hancock. And so the idea would be, finally, they have the deal signed, like John Hancock signed the declaration. Uh, Was it declaration or constitution? Shoot, I should know that. Anyways, <laughs> I'm a terrible American citizen. Um, anyway, and so it's just this kind of ridiculous hype train from this billionaire running this, you know, cardano and i don't know i i I have mixed feelings about cardano but this is a big deal for them and this is pretty significant i would say for their blockchain and for the future of uh, cardano and and, in in DeFi, as well as just surviving as a smart contract platform
1: headline number two warren buffett and charlie munger have spoken again
0: oh again
1: yeah so A couple months ago, a few months ago, uh, Charlie Munger, we talked about how he, you know, spoke with the Daily Journal, like his interview that went, you know, he's like 96 years old or something like that. (laughs) He had some interesting things to say. Well, now they, you know, Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett, they had their Berkshire Hathaway, you know, annual meeting uh, to their shareholders. And there's some, you know, interesting questions in there that I thought would be good to discuss. Uh, but we're not going to go over everything, but there's three topics that I wanted to cover. And so the first thing I want to talk about and get your reaction to, Ryan, is their thoughts on Robin Hood and the gamification of stocks. Hmm. And so here's a quote from Warren Buffett. Uh, he says, Robin Hood has become a very significant part of the casino aspect of the casino group has joined into the stock market in the last year or year and a half. He said there's nothing illegal about it. There's nothing immoral, but I don't think you you'd build a society around people doing it. Hmm. And he, he goes on and says, I think the de- the degree to which a very rich su- su- society can reward people who know how to take advantage essentially of the gambling instincts of the American public The worldwide public, it's not the most admirable part of the accomplishment. And Munger, he's kind of like has no filter. You know, Warren Buffett's a little bit more cryptic in what he says. Mm -hmm. But Munger just kind of like says whatever he wants. And so he says it's awful that something like that would draw investment from civilized men and decent citizens it's deeply wrong we don't want to make our money selling things that are bad for people hmm. and i i thought this is funny because you know when we talked about warren buffett and charlie munger a couple months ago you had said that you know they're kind of like inferring there's a gentleman's way of investing mm-hmm. yeah and and this <laughs> this statement he actually says the words civilized men and decent <laughs> citizens <laughs> There you go. So he just doubles down on what you're saying, Ryan. But I I feel like he's he's inferring, they're they're inferring that people didn't gamble in the stock market before Robinhood came along. Mm. I mean, obviously Robinhood made it easier with zero commissions. But if you're a gamble in the stock market, you'll still be a gambler even if you have to pay commissions, right? I mean... Yeah. Hey, you can't put all the blame on Robin Hood, right?
0: Yeah, I think I think it's well. See, here's the thing. I, I do think that, uh, and I know you hate I I know you hate this, Brad, but I think it's different this time, <laughs> because, you know, you know, yes, people gamble, but now with social media, and the way the information can spread, and you have all these like huge Discord uh, groups and Telegram groups and TikTok. I mean, TikTok... <laughs> TikTok has drawn the ire of many crypto traders because yeah these TikTokers TikTokers man I don't know if they're doing it with stocks too but
1: oh yeah
0: it, it, it they're able to have this kind of mob mentality and all ape into some kind of uh you know speculative event uh, investment and it
1: you it, you what into a speculator
0: ape ape yeah you know what like, does that mean I think I've used it on the podcast you know ape <laughs> into you know, like it's you're just throwing your money at something like you're an ape. Like oh, low okay, low okay. level IQ, you're not thinking about it a lot. You're just throwing money at something like what a, a, a you know, a primate would so, do. So it's
1: so easy a monkey could do it, right? Yeah, exactly. So,
0: yeah. Oh, okay. It doesn't take a lot of thought. You're just throwing your money in, and usually it's better if you don't think about it, type of thing. Anyways, okay. Um, Sorry, keep going. <laughs> um, but it was, so it, it creates this kind of um, environment now, and Robin Hood just kind of plays off this too. Where it's, it's so simple that. Anybody can do it. Anybody can invest without really thinking of, of, of in the intricacies of investments. I mean, we've talked about this too, how with Robinhood, it's less, it's very simplified for yeah. regular people to just throw their money at something. And so then you have this, this social media mom mentality of everyone just throwing their money at something. And it, it really has become more of a gambling, more of a casino environment.
1: Yeah, I I can see that. I'm sure they've probably have gotten, you know, very <laughs> knowledgeable people on how to create the psychology of getting people drawn in, mm-hmm. you know, how to get people to trade more because that's how they make money, right, is right. selling the outflows or whatever, you know, the, the information to other companies. And so I can see that, uh, but I don't know. I, I feel like... I think one of their arguments is that they also brought more people in, you know, like as far as getting people to invest, you know, like for the long haul too. Yeah. And so I guess time will tell to see if these retail traders that are coming in are going to stick around and this is going to create some good habits for the future on, Hey, I'm in the stock market and I want to invest for the next 30 years. Or if this is just like, they're just taking this as like a get rich quick scheme, you know, and, and just losing a ton of money. Well, um,
0: exactly. I think that's what the mentality of a lot of these people coming in, they expect to have, you know, 100 times increase uh, within days. And that's obviously not a long term mentality investment yeah. mindset. I, I wonder
1: I wonder how like, what's the percentage, you know, like how many people are being that kind of investor. Where they're like, let's go all in GameStop, you know, whole life savings or Dogecoin versus like the people that have come because they're interested in Robinhood and they actually stayed and like invest wisely. You know what I mean? Like I wonder what the percentage is.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe with Robinhood, that could be true. I mean, because, yeah, I I will say, though, the TikTokers with crypto, though, for sure, (laughs) their mentality is thousand thousand X within a week or else they're getting out like something's wrong <laughs> and they're whining about it like i don't know it's it definitely is like that that mindset does kind of bother me a little bit i i get where he's coming from uh munger anyway
1: yeah well you're really not gonna like this next part ryan so second part of this annual meeting is uh they also talked about bitcoin and the crypto market mm-hmm. and Warren Buffett, he was smart with his answer. <laughs> he said, quote, we've probably got hundreds of thousands of people watching this that own Bitcoin. And we've probably got two people that are short. <laughs> so we got a chance of making 400,000 people mad at us and, and unhappy and, make, or, and or making two people happy. And that's just a dumb equation. <laughs> so... That, that, that was good for him to kind of stay out of it, I feel like, because we obviously know that he's not a fan of crypto. So, And what is he going to do, just double down and say how much he hates it? Right. Well, that's exactly what Charlie Munger <laughs> did. So he didn't hold back on his answer. So he says, of course, I hate the Bitcoin success. I don't welcome a currency that's. That's so useful to kidnappers and extortionists oh, and so f- so forth. Nor do I like just shuffling out a few extra billions and billions and billions of dollars to somebody who just invented a new financial product out of thin air. So I think out I should say modest. Air. So I think I should say modestly that I think the whole dang development is disgusting and contrary to the interests of civilization.
0: <laughs> I think you censored that there, Brian. Thank you for keeping it family friendly. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Th- this is—I mean—look, he—he obviously is showing his age here. I—I'm sorry, but he—there's he, no way he understands the technology behind cryptocurrencies. If he's saying that some guy created this out of thin air, the—the—the the, the, the implementation of Bitcoin, like we talked about last time, was was revolutionary. It's—it's—it's it's, it's groundbreaking. It solved a scientific problem, um, and it's not just something that's created out of thin air.
1: Ryan, don't you know that printing dollars is way more efficient, <laughs> right. better than doing that.
0: Right. That. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Some some revolutionary technology, computer code versus a, 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 a printing press. A printing press that goes burr. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I thought you might like that one. Yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs> I don't know. It, it it just I really just want to under. I just really love. I'd love to know how much he actually understands about this yeah. whole decentralized economy. I, I feel like he doesn't quite get it. And, and I don't know. That's that fine.
1: Maybe you're right. I know it's it, it'd be interesting to see how much knowledge he does have. I'm sure he gets asked a ton. So Yeah. And, and then the last thing I want to talk about is inflation. And I don't know if you've been noticing, Ryan, but it's becoming a huge worry for investors and people in general. You know, On this podcast, we've discussed inflation and deflation – um, and it's, you know, how it's hard to predict which is going to happen over the long haul. But we're clearly seeing inflation in several parts of the economy. And so Warren Buffett, he said, we are seeing very substantial inflation. It's very interesting. We are raising prices. People are raising prices to us. And it's being accepted. We've got nine home builders in addition to our manufactured housing and operation, which is the largest in the country. So we're really doing a lot of housing. The costs are just up, up, up. Steel costs, you know, just every day they're going up. Yeah. So by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have the monthly CPI, which is the Consumer Price Index, which measures the price change paid by consumers for goods and services. So it's essentially, it measures inflation.
0: How often is that released?
1: I think it's a monthly report. Okay. And so some people expect this is going to show massive inflation. Mm. Um, like Because we've had companies that, you know, during this earnings report, you know, earnings uh, going on over the last month or so, I guess it's been skyrocketing on how many times, like, CEOs mention the word inflation in mm. their, you know, in their calls and stuff like that. And so, and even, like, you know uh, different uh, food companies and stuff are like oh yeah we're going to have to raise costs and stuff and so it'll be interesting i think that's something that we'll have to keep an eye on you know i think that's definitely a reason why if you've been noticing over the last few days tech has been selling off right and yeah. we've talked about how technology is not good if you know owning that kind of stock is not good if inflation's happening and so it could be changing the dynamic of investments for this time period and the fed just keeps saying that this is going to be this is one of my, one of my least favorite words transitory
0: oh okay
1: <laughs> transitory you keep hearing that word over and over what, and over. what does that mean it just means that it's gonna come and go you know it's gonna oh, okay it's not gonna stay um <laughs> okay. but the, the, i just so whenever i watch like cnbc or whatever it's always like Oh, inflation transitory. You know, it's like it's a
0: it's a it's a fancy way of hand waving, basically yeah. waving it off. Oh, it's it'll oh, it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll come be go.
1: fine. Yeah. So, but the the bond market it doesn't think it's going to be transitory. It, I mean, it's you know, over the last like six months, it, you know, we saw rates skyrocket, and then you know it, it's consolidated for the last like month, and it looks like it's about to explode higher. Mm. <laughs> I it could not maybe crash. Crashes down, but to me, if you look at a chart of it, it's like, holy smokes, this thing's about to rocket into to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> and so, if if the Fed is forced to raise interest rates earlier than what they expect, it could get real ugly for the stock and crypto markets. So, mm. definitely, definitely keep an eye on that uh, so, over the next <laughs> couple weeks or so.
0: So, uh, a noob question here. So, generally, though, with inflation. That would that would be good to be in assets in, in investments, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's... stock and it's. I know that's generally how crypto is viewed is it's a an inflationary hedge, like especially with Bitcoin.
1: I know that's a good question. I I would imagine that over the long term, if we were going to have some like massive inflation and we're really scared about like the dollar devaluing. Then I would say, yeah, that would probably be the best place to be is like stocks, crypto, you know, different hedge hedges against inflation. But probably the knee jerk reaction, you know, when when rates go up that high and bonds are selling off, I think that's an indicator that people are worried. Investors are worried that the. Uh, that the Fed is going to start hiking up interest rates to combat that inflation. Oh, and okay. because we've been in this environment of such low interest rates, I think initially, if and when that does happen, when they do say, hey, we're going to start raising interest rates, I think in the short term, I think there could be some <laughs> some downside, uh, to say the least. I see. Uh, so, the, but, so the
0: worry <laughs> would be, what what is done to counteract inflation?
1: Right, exactly. I see. But if it, if they just like let things go and just keep interest rates low, and inflation just keeps skyrocketing, then yeah, yeah, be assets, I guess.
0: <laughs> Headline number three: Bitcoin is coming to hundreds of U.S. banks this year. This uh, so this uh, article, this news is pretty significant for Bitcoin. Uh, Because finally, it seems that banks are recognizing the need to provide Bitcoin uh, accessibility to their clients. And I'm sure a lot of this has to do with banks seeing all this money leaving their clients' accounts to go to Coinbase or to go to some other exchange that deals cryptocurrency. And I'm sure this is kind of a way to... uh, prevent all that money from leaving those accounts especially i'm, I'm sure uh, with all the stimulus money these banks see all the stimulus money come in and then see it go right back out to some kind of crypto exchange i know that's what, where my um a lot of my stimulus money went <laughs> anyways uh so uh this is this is pretty big news that a lot of the banks are coming coming around to understanding the need to provide bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies um this is mostly the smaller banks though and um, so we're still waiting to hear from the larger banks what their uh, plan is to address this hole in the options that they provide. um but but uh, Goldman Sachs just barely it was just barely revealed that they've actually been I don't know if it's been secretly providing their their high paying clients, their wealthy clients for like the last month or so, they've been offering Bitcoin derivatives to their clients. Mm. And I've just got to say real quick, this just seems kind of silly to me to be offering Bitcoin derivatives. So all along, they've been saying how worthless, a lot of these big banks, you know, have been saying how worthless Bitcoin is and how they don't see the value in it. And so then instead, they're going to offer a derivative of a worthless coin. So so basically, (laughs) not even the worthless coin, but some some imaginary futures contract of a worthless coin. It's just, <laughs> it's just silly to me. And I, and I know they're doing that so that they don't have to be exposed to Bitcoin. Uh, They can just buy up future contracts in bulk and distribute, distribute that to their, their clients. But I don't know. It just, it just seems strange to me that they're, 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 they're doing that instead of offering actual Bitcoin.
1: That is ridiculous. <laughs> like just own it. If you're going to, you know if you're gonna provide it like just own it say hey it could be an asset class for our wealthy clients, so we're gonna have it like just yeah to, yeah to be kind of hiding beating around the bush with it it's like come on,
0: yep, yeah. but overall, it should be big news uh for for banks to be offering this, and surprisingly Bitcoin's price has not responded it's still still kind of consolidating um up and down. So I don't know, I guess we'll see if there's a big breakout coming up shortly, you know, with all this news, but uh, nothing so far has happened uh, on the backs of this news. Headline number four, the Doge Killers. All right, this is a, an ode to the uh, Ethereum Killers that we've covered uh, through several episodes in the past. So the Doge Killers, these are coins that people have said are going to replace Doge and the ridiculousness that we are here talking about doge killers just i just like can't.
1: Doge. doge is the standard the gold <laughs> exactly. standard
0: just like how ethereum was the standard now it's doge what's going to replace doge <laughs> it's just it's just too much for me man so there's um i think i did mention this coin the shiba inu uh, which is actually the 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 dog that's on the doge meme but uh, it's it's also a coin now shiba inu and uh, I think its ticker is SHIB or something, S-H-I-B. And it's it's grown about a million percent this year.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And it's basically because everyone was looking at Doge saying, oh, Doge is going to hit a dollar. And everyone was just waiting around for people to come and buy, and then suddenly no one was buying. Everyone kind of flocked into this other coin, and it took – I mean, it's just been flying. It's just been pumping like crazy – and uh, there's this story of someone who put seventeen dollars into Shib and they now have six point five million dollars or something like that. I mean it's just <laughs> no insane way. i I just can't uh, I, that that it's is like
1: seventeen like, dollars it's
0: like seventeen they they bought it in a while ago, not this year um right. it's been around for like I don't know how long but anyway, they bought it in a while ago and now it's like six point five million dollars or something and it's just it's just nuts.
1: Now this is not financial advice, but Ryan, shouldn't we just like put in like $10 into every single crypto and one of us will, one of them will make us
0: rich. (laughs) I tell you, I tell you what, Brian, if I, this is my, this is the thing that's been eating me away because I I feel like I know uh, the the, the fundamentals of crypto prevent, have prevented me from doing that, but really it should, I think I even texted you. I said, I wish I was dumb enough to gamble my money away on these things. I, I just, yeah, exactly. If I had just thrown some money at all of these coins,
1: you'd be worth like probably tens of millions. I bet
0: that's the thing. If you look in the top twenty right now in of crypto, I think there's like three dog coins in there. Oh my There's Doge. Gosh. There's the Shiba Inu. There's um a couple other that are very similar. I mean, it's just these. Those are the quote unquote Doge killers. I. It's just it's just crazy to me that we've gotten to this point. Of uh, talking about Doge, and and we should probably talk about it real quick. We mentioned um, Elon Musk was going to join SNL, yes. and so so last week he went on SNL, and and everyone was bracing for Doge to hit a dollar, uh, and uh, it kind of it got. He up did to mention his, it? He mentioned it for sure, and he. Um, but well, uh, the
1: first time he mentioned it, didn't it sell off like thirty percent or something like that? I think so. Yeah. It's, Which everybody figured was going to happen.
0: Yes. Right? Hey, that's uh, well, a- I don't know. I was know.
1: hearing. Some people thought it was going to skyrocket.
0: Well, the new new investors seem to have thought that it was going to skyrocket. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just people who don't understand how this works, right? Um, yeah. If everyone is expecting it to hit a dollar, uh, who's going to be buying in at 80 cents, 90 cents? Like who's You're waiting around for someone to come by and no one's there to buy. Right. And, and so eventually it's just going to be s- selling off and uh, so people were begging elon after the show please elon tweet something about doge i'm i'm I, I spent so much money on Dogecoin, and now i've lost so much you know please just tweet something about it it's like that's not how this works kid i mean just because he tweets doesn't mean it's going to pump and anyway oh, man. the story of doge and, and, and i wonder what's going to happen now i'm sure it'll stay relevant just like we talked about before i'm sure it'll become the GameStop of crypto but People have definitely moved on to riskier and higher reward coins like Shiba Inu and stuff like that.
1: Right. Well, when you get to what was it like a sixty billion dollar market cap or, what, or something like that? Yeah, something like that. When it gets up there, like there's only so much more you can go. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you have to find the the little tiny puppy, you know, that can turn into that uh, <laughs> big Doge.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I saw people on TikTok saying it's gonna hit ten dollars, and it's like. Th- do you realize the market <laughs> cap it would have if it went up to $10? It'd be like
1: the size of all of crypto, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah. It would be like $1.2 trillion market cap or something. It, yeah. that that. Sorry. That's... It's
1: like more than Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, man. Dosh, yeah, dosh not going to happen.
0: Flipping Bitcoin. Uh, so, anyway, all this craziness, Brian, has made me kind of think about... We've kind of mentioned it before, but what... What top signals are we looking for? What is what kind of things are what what's evidence that we have reached the top of this cycle and it's all gonna be downhill for the next little while? Maybe a crash is coming, that kind of thing. What is the top signal that you're looking for? And and for me, as you think about that, for me one of the, my big things was I had said if Doge hits a dollar and it's it's looking like it's pumping up to two dollars, I was gonna sell a big portion of my portfolio because to me that would be a top signal. It, it would just be too much for me. It's too similar to what happened in twenty seventeen when it crashed, where Dogecoin was somehow in the top five. Um, it it just, got up there in twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, it was up in top five. I am pretty sure. Um oh. and and so it just it just felt like that would be my top signal. That didn't happen, at least not yet. Uh, but but then you have these other dog coins that are even more ridiculous, and so I don't know. I am not sure what I'm looking for, uh, what else to, I would consider a top signal, but what about you, Brian? What are you looking for as a top signal?
1: I mean, we only have like history to kind of compare it to, you know? And so you think about the general rules, like when your shoe shine boy, is talking to you about stocks, meaning like everybody's talking about stocks, right? Right. Then that'd be one of them. Um, (laughs) clearly when there's crap coins and stuff like that, like this, crazy risky assets that people are speculating all their money on. You know, you hear stories all the time about people throwing their life savings, Mm -hmm. right? I think when we talked about the tulips, you know, in the podcast and we talked about like different bubbles, like it's every time it's like a lot of people are throwing their life savings at such risky things and just saying, I'm going to get rich. I'm going to, this is going to be it. Right. And so, I mean, this time it has so many of those elements but I think for me what's going to be the trigger I think there's a couple things it's going to be have to be fundamental where something with the fed I think is going to have to happen you know with the mm. interest rates or with quantitative easing with inflation possibly like I think there's got to be something that fundamentally has changed and I think it has to do with the Fed because it's been such an integral part since the financial crisis that unless they're willing to, you know, unless they're, I don't know, as soon as they stop doing what they're doing, I think that has got to be a key element of that. But then also I think I just have to look at it technically too, like looking at charts, breaking certain levels, you know, I think that's going to tell a big story too. So I mean, it's so hard, though. I mean, people have made or lost so much money trying to call tops, and so <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see.
0: For sure, I think I think the Fed is a great place to look uh, for for that top signal. I think they would be. I think we've talked about this before too. That sharp needle that pops the bubble. Uh, I think something coming from the Fed would be would be a place to look for that top signal. I think so signal.
1: too. And I mean, it could happen maybe, anticip- you know, anticipatory, you know, like, is that right. a word? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, people thinking that they're going to, you know, raise rates or something like that, They tr- right. the people might try to time it and get out before that happens, right? Because everybody wants to be that smart person that, right. oh, I got out right before all that happened, you know?
0: Very true, yeah. By the time it actually happens, by the time they actually do something, it'll be probably too late to really pull out at the top it'll it, it'll have already dropped from the top right right um my biggest thing just one last thing on these dog coins um well, if i can just kind of have a therapy session here and gripe a little bit about these dog coins oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. um this is you're in a safe place here uh, right? okay good
0: i was afraid you know i i was getting a little concerned i had started to uh, realize some of the the gains you know withdraw some of my money and and sell off a little bit just in case this was is was feeling a little bit like a top to me uh, and so I was looking to withdraw some of my funds. I have some liquidity mines. Uh, I don't know if I don't think we've talked about liquidity mines uh, on this podcast, but it's a way in crypto to lend your um, crypto assets to a decentralized exchange and they can use your assets as liquidity. and as reward, you get the trading fees for it. Um, since these decentralized exchanges do not collect fees on trades, The people that provide liquidity get those fees on those trades. Anyways, so it's a way to, you know, earn passive money with uh, crypto. But the problem is you have to be able to withdraw it. And uh, a lot of these are on Ethereum. And recently, Ethereum's network, since the upgrades and since everyone seems to be leaving Ethereum for other platforms, the gas prices have been pretty nice. And they've been coming down. But ever since these dog coins have been going crazy, and a lot of them are built on Ethereum, Uh, Doge is not, but a lot of the dog coins are. The Ethereum gas prices have been insane. And so I go to withdraw some of my assets from these liquidity mines and it's going to cost me a couple hundred dollars to withdraw. And that's just just the principle of paying that much money to claim my crypto assets is just too much for me. And uh, it's just frustrating that they have clogged the Ethereum network with these dumb coins, these meme coins.
1: Do you th- do you think that will cause people to want to sell more or less? Because they're like, I don't want to sell and pay all these fees.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem to be affecting some, some people, though, because <laughs> transactions are happening. And you look at all the transactions happening. They're all the dog coins that are being sold and bought. And so I saw on Twitter, someone mentioned how... Um, uh, in 2017, Ethereum was clogged because of kitty coins, because of CryptoKitties, the NFTs. Mm. And then in 20, uh, 2020, Ethereum was clogged because of food coins, with all like the DeFi sushi swaps and burger swaps and all that stuff. <laughs> okay. And then in 2021, Ethereum was clogged with dog coins. So that's story of Ethereum right there.
1: Uh, the Doge is a man's best friend.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> and and uh, one last thing i saw on twitter today someone some doge community member who was uh, who was uh ranting about how shib these other coins uh was were scam tokens whereas doge coin isn't so <laughs> that's just great you know it's I, I don't know we'll we'll see what happens with all this dog stuff i just I don't know what to think of it. I uh, part You're of me skeptical. just I'm skeptical, but part of me just really regrets not throwing seventeen dollars at all of them.
1: <laughs> Let's go through Ryan. Let's make a list of like the the newest but lowest market cap. Dog coins, and we'll throw like ten bucks in each of them. Well, we'll I'll, te- be rich. I'll
0: tell you what, Brian. Well, first of all, on Ethereum, that wouldn't make any sense because it'll cost you two hundred dollars <laughs> to buy ten dollars worth of Dog Coin.
1: Oh yeah, dang.
0: But I will say this: here's a little bit of alpha for you. I don't, I don't tend to give alpha on this podcast, but on Solana, which is a Ethereum killer, quote unquote, it's a competitor of Ethereum. It's another platform, but the fees are much, 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 much less. So I've actually switched over to Solana mostly to do my transactions. And so uh, Solana has some some animal meme coins that are getting pretty hot. So this is not uh, financial advice here, but that is something that I have been looking into is throwing some, you know, a little bit of money at these stupid dog coins over there on Solana. So I don't have to pay transaction fees. There you go. So a little bit of alpha for you
1: you want to give us some updates next week sure made millions i'll update
0: you on my millions that sounds good all right that's a wrap thanks for listening to this episode of the fool's gold podcast if you'd like more fool's gold content check us out on the socials we're on twitter facebook and instagram at fool's gold that's g-o-a-l-e-d but until next time brian i will talk to you later see you later